All right, so <clears throat> this is like my third time having to record this. The first time it was bad. The second time it was way too much crackling in my headphones, so it sounded like shit. I've literally been out here since sunset, and right now it's like dark as hell, so fuck it. But anyway, what I was talking about, I'm going to keep this probably like 10 minutes, which is actually a good thing because it's like a two-part episode. So I was talking about we read and we learn and we think we understand knowledge from the book, but instead we're just getting information. And 19 Keys was talking about that. He said he got that from Louis Farrakhan. He says, you know, information is just information. It's something that you get externally, but knowledge is something that you kind of get within your own um, process from yourself. Oh, crap. I just saw something run across the field. It's time for me to get out of here. So, um, hold up. <laughs> hold on. Gotta get my gun. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Anyway, it's like, maybe what you learn. It's gonna get kind of loud here. What you learn is pretty much your knowledge is something that is actually based on your experience whereas the information you're getting is just if you read a book about physics you have a lot of information about physics you're not knowledgeable on it maybe you're not a physicist now if you're a physicist and you look at that information it's like okay well i can apply it now i have knowledge on it from not only the information but through actual experience there but If you're just reading it to read it, you just gain information. So think about yourself for a moment here. It's like, what do we know about ourselves? And this is where we kind of get into the study of epistemology or however it's pronounced. It's pretty much the study of knowledge and how knowledge comes to be. So it's before, I think, the 60s, there was this guy or he, he founded the or he coined the get your problem. And pretty much what it states is the the information that we get is pretty much based on or the knowledge that we have is based on us actually basing things on truth on justification and belief it's like if you believe something you believe it's true can you justify it all three of those you know i guess they match up and now you have knowledge. That would be a good word for it. All three of those things match up. And now you can say, well, all of these things constitute my knowledge on the subject. Fair enough. But what if you go ahead and you say, well, justification is nothing more than a term that is synonymous to rationale. And your rationale for something is nothing more than your opinion or your your belief as to why something is justified or rationalized and that's actually what rationalism is or just ration the the word justification means it's like if you look at it, it's like well how do you justify something it's nothing more than your reasoning for a specific i guess you could say a specific belief or a specific value that you hold true so really think about this when you read something, you gain information. But look at yourself. What information can you gain and then turn into knowledge? Like I said, knowledge is something that you can probably get from an, a standpoint of more so experience-based um, interaction. So it's like, well, what do you mean by experience? Maybe you experience a feeling, right? And here's where we get into the understanding. It's like, understanding 
can only come from awareness, which can only come from experience. So maybe you're sad. You know that you're sad. You're experiencing the sadness. You're aware of the sadness. Therefore, you can say you've experienced the sadness. You're aware of the sadness. Now you have an understanding that you're sad. Fair enough. Fine. That's what Alan Watts wrote about. But it's like, where can you get this experience regarding um, your knowledge of self? Well, think about it. You get it all the time. Maybe you're just not processing it. It's like, well, am I experiencing sadness? Am I experiencing anxiety? Am I experiencing whatever I am experiencing or whatever I have experienced? Maybe I should go write that down. And, and here's where it kind of gets scientific. It's like you write it down. You write down your hypothesis as to what you believe you felt. Right. And then after that, you go ahead and you say, well, that's what I believed I felt. And this is what I'm I'm going to look out for the next time that, you know, this kind of shows up. So let's say a week goes by, it shows up. You're like, oh my God, I'm feeling this shit again. Here we go. Here we go. I'm, I'm feeling this. I'm feeling that. And it's like, well, you go back assuming that you're in the, the state of mind to actually do it. But you go back and you look at what you thought you were going to feel. And now that you're actually feeling it, you go back and it turns out to be right. Now you can say that you have a validated claim of knowledge regarding yourself, regarding this specified instance there. And that's exactly what it is. It's like we read books all the time, but how much information can we pull out from ourselves? I can read all these philosophy books, but it's like, what's my philosophy? And what you want to do is you really want to be able to articulate and conduct yourself in a matter of, of, I guess you can say you want to articulate yourself and conduct yourself in a manner regarding your, your knowledge and regarding the things that you're pulling out and regarding your intake of knowledge as well. You want to make sure that you're, you're getting this down packed because if you don't, if, if you leave any room for imbalance or disjunction, excuse me, disjunction regarding the intake and, and the expression of information, because you can't express it. And I'll get into that later. But it's like if, if those things get um, within disjunction, now you're just fucked. Because literally, it's like you've absorbed so much shit maybe from everybody else and everything else that you you haven't even really, you know, made your own conclusions. And that's bad. People say, well, well, the more you read, the smarter you get. And, and maybe, maybe so, but here's this one quote. It's like, you're not smart because of all the books you read. You're smart because you make the right decision at, your, at the right time. And that's more so of a pragmatist point of view. It's like, I think it's using your thoughts for action and for for prediction that's what that's what i think if you look at pragmatism on wikipedia or any other thing it's like that's what eventually it boils down to it's like the pragmatism is pretty much looking for how we can get the most utility out of our thoughts all right so it's like well you can you can get all this information from these books that doesn't necessarily constitute your knowledge that just constitutes your your intake of information and now you have taken so much information in that if you haven't taken time to come to your own conclusions, that intake of information is now what you're going to go off and you're going to justify it as knowledge. And it's not actually going to be knowledge It's going to be corrupted use of information, which will you which you will deem as knowledge. And then you're going to fuck yourself up because that's what people do. So much taking in, so much taking in that if you don't really sit down and write down your own belief, you don't sit down and write down your own conclusions, you don't sit down and you really just, you just let everything come to you, but you don't really understand how you feel. It's like now you're just being led astray. You're just thrown to the wind. 
It's bad. That's not good. You don't want that. So it's like, maybe what you need to do is learn how to conduct yourself in a manner. And I got this from Jordan Peterson. And I kind of, you know, I, I thought about, I heard this about a year ago and I've been thinking about it ever since. And now I've kind of, and I'm going to show you the importance of articulation and how to make things your own. But it's like, he said, think critically, write coherently, speak clearly. And, and pretty much what I got from that was if you look at these arguments on CNN or Fox, it's like there's someone getting ripped to shreds by somebody else, even though that person may not be right. It's like they've been able to articulate their reason and their rationale and their their belief and their statements over the years or months. They probably written it down depending on maybe they had an article or anything. It's like they pretty much manifested their belief on every front possible regarding the the social domain and how they orient themselves regarding their expression of their beliefs it's like they're literally cutting the other person down it's like you're so confident in what you're saying it's like with pinpoint accuracy kind of how i'm talking right now it's like you've almost rehearsed it a billion times there's no room for error with just pinpoint accuracy you're just cutting in and you're just making it flow with so much ease it's like you know it it almost comes naturally and that's what speaking clearly does that's what writing coherently does that's what thinking clearly does and to think clearly is you have to think critically and by that i mean Critical thinking for me is defined as turning something automatic into something manual with a disciplined focus regarding an issue. Like our thinking is automatic almost. In fact, it is automatic, I would say. We wake up thinking, we go to bed thinking, and maybe it's background thinking, but it's like we think. So when you think on something critically, what you're doing is you're having to categorize your thoughts in a disciplined mindset. You're having to categorize your thoughts accordingly, and then you have to literally deduct the most information, get the most utility from those thoughts. You have to get the most utility from those thoughts regarding the solution to your problem. That's when critical thinking usually comes into play. And here's where it turns into anxiety. And I'm a Virgo, so I would know all about this. I speak from experience. It's like, Maybe you you think so much on something that you and I think it's like you you view the you view the same picture a billion times and now it's like you're not only just reviewing it but now it's like you're also memorizing it along the way and now it's you you memorize it you've reviewed it and you're looking for well maybe I missed something on the fifth time that I viewed it so let me go back so now it's no longer critical thinking it's damn near obsession with the subject and that's where it gets to anxiety and that's where it gets to become a problem you don't want that people you do not want to do that so the best thing to do is to literally, I say, and I speak from experience on this, this is what I was talking about. Make sure that you dig up your own information and bring it to the medium of experience where it can constitute knowledge. And that's how I'm doing this. I've thought about this. I've written it down. I've spoke about this or spoken, excuse me. And now I'm speaking about it again. So now that just reinforces even more my belief. That just reinforces even more what I already know to be true. So what you do is you need to write down shit when it happens. You need to write it down. Maybe not exactly when, but like if like journaling, that's a good thing to do. It's a perfect thing to do because what happens is you're just you're really just getting to understand your mind. And you're also getting to understand exactly what you think and how you see what you think or you see how you think. And I mean that as you may not write down exactly how you think 
or maybe you do, but if there's a problem, you're not going to write down how you think. You're just going to write down the points of the problem. This is the problem. This is what I don't like about it. This is what I should probably do about it. And what you'll do is on some underlying level, whether you notice it or not, or where you actually try to manifest it or not, you're actually going to see exactly how you think. If what you've written about the problem turns out to be incoherent, then your thought process about that problem is incoherent. Therefore, it's safe to conclude that your thought process regarding the problem-solving method as a whole is now incoherent. Therefore, it's also safe to add to that conclusion that you should not make any decisions regarding your problem-solving process because on every level of analysis possible, through writing about the problem and through thinking about the problem, and maybe from review of your past actions regarding a certain problem, you are now fully aware that you cannot conduct yourself in the best possible manner regarding the finding a solution of this problem and that's okay it's good to be honest with yourself on those things so what you need to do is retrain your mind what you've been thinking and how you've been thinking regarding that issue is all wrong it's obsolete it renders no positive outcome so what you need to do is retrain your mind i don't know how i can do that literally i can't tell you how to do that I, all I can say is focus, that's it, and let fate and what's supposed to happen actually guide you. Because literally, it's once you open yourself to the, the, the fact that maybe I was wrong about this. It's like once you pull the shades off your eyes, once you become willing to, to look at the, the beast for what it is, you're no longer avoiding it. Because literally, that's what people do. They just avoid these problems. They just avoid these beasts. They just avoid it and avoid it. And people always say, well, let go of the past. Don't worry about the past. It's like, no, you have every reason to be worried about the past if you have not called it to existence and faced it. You have every need to be worried about the past if you have not faced the problem of the past. So, yes, be very worried about the past. I mean that to say this. Once you face shit, once you see things as they are, you can now move forward into letting go. You can now move forward into finding a better solution. You can now move forward into saying, well, on some level of analysis regarding how I, you know, conducted myself regarding this issue, I was wrong. Now, now that I see I was wrong, it's like all that past shit doesn't matter. I need to focus on the correction because that's, I think that's what it's predicated on. It's like admitting that you were wrong about something. And now it's like that wrongness should spark even more anger in you to make you want to become better. And that's exactly what it is. You don't want to just sit idle with this. It's like, God, I was wrong about this all this time. And, and now that's what it led to. That's the kind of reality it, it, it created for me. It's like, fuck this, dude. I can't believe it. So now it's like, I, I just, I got to do better. And by realizing that it's, how can I do better? So now you can move forward without worrying about the past. That's what I meant. Worry about the past if you have not faced it. And I mean that to say what Carl Jung said. If we don't make the unconscious conscience, it's going to manifest itself as fate. Literally. It's like, well, oh, this was meant to happen. This was meant to happen. Oh, look, this was like, no, it was not. This was not meant to happen. This is just something that's happening now because you haven't faced it. And maybe it was meant to happen. But maybe 
the the fact that it was meant to happen doesn't necessarily mean that the 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 level of perception is supposed to be what it is regarding that situation. Maybe it was meant to happen, but your perception about this situation could be different had you faced it before it happened. Had you faced the past instead of trying to weigh yourself down with positivity all in the name of the acquisition of virtue. And that's what people do. They just say, well, I'm just going to load myself up with so much positivity that I forget about the negativity. It's like, no. You need to clean your room before you add new things. You need to wash your car before you go and add new a, a new layer of paint to it. It's like, literally, think about this shit. Do you really just want to suppress something? Because that's what psychology, if anything, whether you're a psychoanalyst or you're a behaviorist, it's like the suppression of anything, whether it be an emotion or a thought, it's like suppressing it does 10 times as worse as you would if you would just call it to existence face the pain and be done with it literally is there a picture of someone in your past that keeps popping up well maybe you should just look at it realize what happened both good and bad and then just say it happened i'm done with it maybe the next time that picture pops up you won't feel all out of whack and now you're just wondering why your whole day is fucked literally face this shit so that's what i mean people that, that's, that's what this episode, part one, was predicated on. is self-knowledge coming from information. Gain as much information as you can, but then make sure that you also come to your own conclusions and make sure that you, you manifest your, your, your... Make sure you manifest that information in a form where you can now look at it and gain some knowledge from it. And maybe by getting knowledge from it, you, you actually see, well, this is how I conduct myself with regard to that information that I receive. What do, what do you mean by that? That's kind of technical. It's like here, maybe something, information, you get some bad, information is nothing more than just a term that's synonymous to the word news. So it's like maybe you get some bad news or bad information, all right? I got a friend right now. She's like, you know, you know I, can't, I can't have this for a few days. I got to deal with this. It's like, okay, fine. It's like, you, well, until you... Until those days are up, it's like you have to conduct yourself in the best manner until you get your your vehicle back or whatever you need to get back in order to go on about your life as you were before. It's like so I, I got to commend her. She's taking it in a, in a good in a good way. She's she's really looking at this in a good manner. And, and I had another friend. Some shit happened with her car. And she she God, it's like, you know, people, my friends. And that's another thing. It's like. Look at your friends. Are they taking things in a good manner? It's like I, I have friends and like I see them going through problems and I see them talking about stuff and it's like, damn, they're facing this shit with an amount with an amount of resolve that I couldn't have faced it with had I been in that same situation. I mean, now I can, but before then it's like, oh my God, I'd be lucky if I could even try to face it. So literally people, I speak from experience, face shit, you know, learn how you can get information, turn that information into knowledge, and then come to your conclusion. Articulate yourself. Write down your thoughts. Write down your thinking process. Write down your opinions. Talk to yourself about your opinions. Well, what do you mean talk to yourself? That's crazy. Really. Donald Trump's president. There's articles about why pedophilia should be considered as a sexual preference. And you think talking to yourself about your problems and your issues and trying to make your better self, um, 
you know, come to life is crazy. You, you really think out of everything that's taking place in the world, that's fucking crazy. Like, literally, people, you talk to yourself in the shower. I fucking know you do. So please take time to honestly think about shit manifested on every level of analysis possible. Write it out. Experiment. Write out your conclusion after you realize something. If there's something that you, you know, it came to mind while you were driving, hold that thought. Write it down when you get a chance. It's like, seriously, people, just by learning about ourselves through observation and experience, it's like you can then use that knowledge to limit your suffering. Limit your suffering. I know I'm going to act like this when I get information like this. So maybe now I use that knowledge to to say, well, when I get information like this, I'm going to change this, how I perceive it. Therefore, my reaction isn't like this. Like people always say, well, control your emotions. And that's really hard. I don't know if I already said this, but it's, it's really hard because if you look at your, your biological, I guess you could say your, your levels when you're feeling sad and when you're feeling happy and in love, it's like depending on how you are, like let's say on a scale of one to 10, 10 being love and like zero being complete, just nihilistic depression. Let's say we're at a level four or five, right? It's like you're just neutral. Fine. Okay, now you're in love. That's why I say it's like crack or cocaine. It's like literally you're operating in newfound territory. It's like this shit, you're not used to operating on this level. So it's like, of course, you're going to be crazy. Of course, you're going to be anxious about shit. Of course, you're going to be. It's like literally they say, well, why the fuck do you go to single people for relationship advice? Maybe it's not so much that the fact that they're single, like maybe they probably learn things. But it's also the fact it's not so much that they're single, but it's the fact that they're operating on a more rational level. Because right now when you're in love and shit, it's like you're all over the place. Everything is heightened. Your sensitivity to this person, it's like you can't really see the fucking forest for the trees. You know what I'm saying? So it's like literally people say control your emotions. I don't know how easy that is because if you, what you're trying to do is like you're trying to control something that's automatic or something that's built into your biological system. And then they say, well, control how you feel and all this stuff. And it's like, well, your feelings, if you look at that word feel, it's like your feelings. That's pretty much rooted in ownership, people. It's like your feelings, like you want to control, like it's hard. Maybe the idea isn't control your feelings. Maybe it's control how you conduct yourself regarding your feelings. Maybe I'm angry as fuck, but I won't curse you out. I won't fucking throw this shit at you. Maybe I'm happy, but I won't go and make some promise that I know I'm not going to keep. Maybe I'm sad, but I'm not going to go ahead and just go post all my personal detailed information on social media all in the name of venting and, oh, I need a hand or to hold or something. It's like literally people think about this shit. So <clears throat> that, that's my rant, my closing rant for this. But that's episode five, part one. Episode five, part two should come tonight. I'm pretty sure it will. If not, it will come tomorrow. I've already delayed it once. But it should come tonight. It probably won't be released till tomorrow. But I'll let you guys know. So thank you for listening. Have a good night.